You know, transformation for people that are over 25, unfortunately, doesn't happen easily unless there's major trauma, what I call a triple E, an extreme emotional experience. If people are just going through their life and they're like, you know, I want to stop drinking coffee or I want to work out more, or I should call my mom more, that won't really change until they get a phone call that their mom now, you know, has some disease that she's only got two years left and all of a sudden they're like, oh my God, I'm going to call my mom every day. So there's something intense emotionally. We're too numb to the, to the outcomes that we really truly want. We're not connected to them. So writing it down to me is an excellent step. Then you have to decide what are you going to do with that? How are you going to shift it? How are you going to create it into a new habit? Welcome to Men of Abundance, the podcast for those looking to level up their lives by hanging out with some of the greatest leaders and established professionals in our community, living a life of integrity, honor, and the abundance mentality. Prepare to pay it forward with your host, former army medic turned lifestyle entrepreneur, Wally Carmichael. is going on all of you amazing abundant leaders out there i am wally carmichael your founder and host of the men of abundance podcast proving to you that you can in fact live an amazing life of abundance and prosperity in family faith finances and fitness and i am so excited about what you're going to experience today we are talking to yet another self-made millionaire i absolutely love having conversations with these guys and guys that are at this level not because of the money that they have acquired but because of who they had to become along the way i love to learn their journey that got them to where they are another reason why i like having conversations with high performers like our featured guest today is because of the connections and the relationships that they have. You know, every time I have a conversation with one of these guys, like I had a conversation with Lee Cockerell, I mean, you name it, all of these guys, every one of these guys that are at this level, when they say at the end of the show, what can I do for you? And I mentioned something like I want to get connected with a certain person or something else, whatever it is, they deliver literally within just a couple days sometimes even a couple minutes. I had a conversation with Jesse Cole, who owns the Savannah Bananas out in Savannah, Georgia. And after the show, he said, who are the top five people you want to talk to? One of them was Lee Cockrell at the top of my list, who, if you don't know, Lee is the author of an amazing book called Creating Magic. And he's the former executive vice president of operations of Disney World Resort, which I think is just absolutely amazing. And you can check out my conversation with Lee on episode 199, so menofabundance.com forward slash 199. And you can check out my conversation with Jesse Cole, who introduced me to Lee. You can check out that conversation at episode 183, menofabundance.com forward slash 183. Anyway, every time I have a conversation with all of these guys, everybody, all the people that I have conversations with, because they're all high performers and they're all living a true life of abundance in their own right, I just get so fired up. I get so pumped up. I get re-energized. And I absolutely love it. The only thing that gets me more pumped up than having these conversations is hearing the feedback from you, the listener. And I love reading the reviews on iTunes or anywhere else that you can leave a review or leave a comment and share some feedback with me. Because if I'm reaching out and I'm and one person is getting something out of each conversation, then I have fulfilled what I plan on doing by posting these conversations. 
Because having the conversations is for me. I could just have these conversations and keep all this information to myself. Well, technically I couldn't because why would these guys want to come on and have a conversation with just me, right? They're having the conversation with me because they want to get their message out as well. So be abundant in your actions today and pay it forward. Share these amazing conversations with others because if you're getting even one little value bomb or one little nugget out of one of these conversations, then somebody else is going to get that as well. Or maybe another piece of information is going to get them to start living their life of abundance and realize that they too can have an amazing epic life. Now, if you haven't done so already, make sure to hit that subscribe button so that you get notified when each episode is posted. Tomorrow, which is Friday, you will get another episode of Abundance and Prosperity Business Mastery. Now, last Friday, we talked about why your website is not making you money and what to do about it. And tomorrow, I'm going to get a little bit deeper and I'm going to share with you the difference between the inside reality of your business about how awesome your business is and the disconnect with the outside perception. Meaning, what do your potential customers and clients believe about your business compared to your competitor's business? I'm going to share with you a couple strategies on how to change that that's going to make you and your business stand out well above the competition. Now, our featured guest today came from very humble beginnings to a certified NLP practitioner, self-made millionaire, best-selling author, and world-renowned speaker. He has skyrocketed to success, earning awards, shattering records, and becoming one of the top 50 realtors in the world. Searching for more meaning in a life filled with achievements, he traveled the world studying one-on-one -on -one with the world's best teachers, including masterminds of growth like Tony Robbins, Jack Canfield, and Wayne Dwyer. With a mission to give back to the community and support the collective, he now spends his time helping others achieve whole life wealth and massive success through his events, programs, books, and coaching. He is also the founder of GoBundance a renowned mastermind adventure tribe complete with elders leading events in exotic locations around the world. And you can find that at GoBundance.com. Men of Abundance, it is my pleasure to introduce you to Rock Thomas. Rock, welcome to Men of Abundance, brother. How are you doing? I'm doing phenomenal, man. I'm excited to be here. Man, super excited to be talking with you on the mic, man. Where are you at in the world? I am in Phoenix, Arizona, the best city on the planet. <laughs> well, it's funny you say that because that's where I was born and raised. No way. Why'd you leave, man? I love it here. Brother, I left I left well over 26 years ago when I joined the Army at the ripe age of 20 and uh, traveled the world and just, um, you know, I've been all over the world in many different cities and states and I don't know, I just got to be close to a larger body of water. I grew up in Big Surf. And uh, when I first hit Hawaii, well, my first duty station was Panama, Central America. So I had the Pacific on one side, Atlantic on the other side, and just got the fever for beach life, man. So I'm out here in Florida now. I get it. I get it. My girl loves the ocean, too. I love the desert. So uh, we vacation to the ocean. But I understand you. And the funny thing is, is the interior of our house is all southwestern. And my wife's from Panama, from Central America, which is another reason why I came out here to Tampa area, to Florida, so that she can be closer to home. Uh, Panama City. Central America, not Panama, Florida. I was going to clarify that it. since people are like, oh, I've been to Panama. I don't know. Have you? <laughs> cool. Oh, cool. Yeah, absolutely, man. But Phoenix is a great city, man. And it's, it's. I, I wouldn't even recognize it. I haven't been back there in years. In fact, my brother's birthday was yesterday. 
Um, and he's still down there. He's in the Glendale area. Oh, I love it here. It's got a lot of attributes, and I plan on enjoying it thoroughly. Very cool. Very good. There's a lot of cool cats that are down there, man, that I that I still hang around with and still follow and stuff. So, you know, before we get too much into our conversation, I like to start out with an attitude of gratitude, man. So what do you have to be grateful for today? I'm always grateful for the ability to move my body. I worked out. I went for a swim and a hot tub and meditation this morning before the call. And... I am 56, but I have the ability to still do a ton of things. I golf, I bike, I swim, I, I can even you know stay in shape in the gym pretty good. So I'm usually very, very grateful for you know the condition of my body. Very cool. Yeah, absolutely. I dig that. Our, our lifestyle, our health, and our fitness, it has nothing to do with the number. It has to do with decisions and choices that we make. And I know we're going to get into some of that during our conversation for sure. Yeah, I like the way you say that. I really do believe that. You know, we have we have our mind that we have decisions that that form us. We have our body, the decisions that we make over time that form us, and then of course we have our spirit and the energy we put into that, as well as our relationships. And it's all based on those decisions that get you a result. And the compound effect of making bad decisions mm-hmm. over and over for most people shows up in their forties and fifties, and they're like, ah, you know. <laughs> it's just so easy though to make those poor decisions to be lazy in our thoughts and lazy in our what we put in our mouth and the reference of you know what we think is nutrition and it it's just right there at our fingertips and everything is just so easy to do that but then if you just take a little bit of effort guys and and just shift that just a little bit you're always talking to yourself anyway you got to feed yourself why the hell not just feed yourself something good well, I, because society tells you you should put crap in all the time. We're being campaigned. We're being solicited. We're being lobbied. You know, I was down in South America not too long ago, and the, the billboards everywhere, Kentucky Fried Chicken and Burger King, and, and it's, it's incessant. And where our brains are just like, you know, computers. So garbage in, garbage out. Literally, if you program it and say, you know, you should have a Snickers bar, you should have a Red Bull, you should have this, after a while, the brain just goes there. So we are the sum of the five people we spend time with. And, you know, your podcast is about men of abundance. I believe that you got to surround yourself with people that have a mindset of abundance when it comes to self-love. And if you, if you don't love yourself and, and have a concerted strategy and plan, then you'll end up being incredibly average. Absolutely, man. And that's why I love doing this. And that's one of the reasons why I started this whole men of abundance journeys because I get a chance at least twice a week to have an amazing conversation with somebody like you. And then the other days of the week, I'm in a book, I'm in a, I'm in a podcast, I'm hanging, you know, I'm going to events like uh, Unleash the Power Within with Tony Robbins, or I'm in the community here and hanging out with guys who, I don't always like to hang out with guys who think just like me, because that's not good either, I think. But as long as they're moving forward in their life, I think is where I really like to spend most of my time because, like you said, it is kind of a battle with us fighting all of these billboards and advertisements and campaigns and everything else that's being thrown at us day in and day out. Yeah, well, I don't know if you noticed, but there's almost zero billboards, in, uh, certainly in Scottsdale and the greater Phoenix area. One of the reasons I love the skyline is very little electrical wires, so there's not this visual pollution that we have in most places. So for me, my mind's a little quieter when I'm out here. And I think that, unfortunately, most people, you know, we're, we're, we get bored easily. So we want to distract ourselves with things. But if you don't have a strategy for it, it's going to be crap. Because right. 
you know, why are people, why do people call America the land of, land of opportunity? Because you can come here, you can send a, you can sell a crap load of crap to a bunch of, a bunch of idiots. Sorry to say it, but a lot of people are buying the dollar store mentality and they're buying McDonald's and they just aren't educated to know better until hopefully, you know, you and I can spread the word a little bit about making some different choices. Yeah, that's a very good point. And I forgot about that, actually, because, if, guys, if you'd never been out to the Scottsdale Mesa area of the Phoenix general area out in that side of the, the town, the billboards, even the signs for like your Taco Bells and all that kind of stuff, they're low profile. They're very low. They're still like that, Ross? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. there's virtually none on the major highways. There's very, very little right. anywhere. So I personally, I personally like it. Yeah, the interesting thing is Hawaii, there are absolutely no billboards. Zero. So 10 years in Hawaii, and then I come here to Florida, and we're, we're at Disney and, or Orlando or driving somewhere. They're everywhere. You know, and they're every, they're on top of each other. I mean, I can't leave my house without seeing one for, you know, several attorneys, you know, all of the different types of things that you, you know, they're just down your eye holes, man. It's just crazy. Yeah, so, and it, think about that. Attorneys that are advertising saying, if you got screwed over by this person <laughs> or screwed over by that person, come to me and we'll take advantage of them. There's no accountability or oh responsibility. It's like, how do you work the system to try to get back something when you slipped on a donut outside the front of a shop, get your $100,000? It's all geared toward lowest common denominator. Dude, that, that is spot on. And one of the worst ones I've been hearing in the, on the radio lately, and I heard it just yesterday, was, did you know that you don't have to pay back your debt? Don't let the credit cards bully you into making you believe you have to pay back the money that you borrowed from them and their business, and you can get away scot-free and not have to pay your damn bills and, and be responsible for your own problems and whatever you got the money for. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? Don't even have to file yeah. bankruptcy. I was like, what kind of freaking message is that sending? And where's the accountability? So that is why, Wally, I started a tribe called Go Abundance, a tribe of healthy, wealthy, generous men that choose to lead epic lives and don't apologize for being awesome. And one of the cornerstones of our tribe is extreme accountability. So we share our goals. We have a document for it. We talk about it. And then we hold each other accountable. And we realized that you can get a coach, which is great, awesome, better than none. But what we found was that positive peer pressure, like being in the military or, um, and you know this, and being on a football team, is you stand beside your brother. You don't want to let your brother down. So you step up. You take more action. And by putting yourself in that environment, we've seen people triple the results. Lose weight. They've been trying to lose weight for decades decades finally buy some some passive income flowing opportunities and literally transform the life and have more choices around time freedom and that's what i'm a proponent about is how do you get your time back instead of 80 percent of the population are doing things they don't like and yeah they're making a living so they feel like they're free but listen if you're chained to a desk nine to five five days a week doing something you don't like driving through traffic to get there are you really free i don't think so no, no. And, and I dig what you said there. And listen, guys, you know, I talk about masterminds all the time and getting into a tribe, physical tribe is much better than an online tribe. But if all you can get is an online tribe, then do that. And here's one. I was a member of a tribe. It was just dads. It was fathers. And the you know, one of the leaders of the one of the groups said, you know, and within this group, we've had people increase their income, lose weight, get healthier 
you know, gain weight, if that was the case that they needed to do, get off alcohol, so on and so forth. And, and this group was not a weight loss group. It was not necessarily a get rich group. It was just a group of men who sit down and they have conversations and they hold each other accountable to their own damn goals. And it was, it, it's just powerful to be able to get into those tribes. We had them years, you know, hundreds of years ago. We've gotten away from it with the family unit. I'm not blaming the family unit for that. I'm just saying that society, the way it's developed and and evolved we've just gotten away from being amongst men of tribes other than going to the bar or going to the you know gentlemen's club which i'm using in quotations or some other <laughs> type of uh you know get together for guys a lot of them down in, in tampa yes sir yeah so and you know so you know it's, it's just important to do that you know before we get too much further i want to ask you how would you describe yourself rock Gifted, guided, grateful, powerful, passionate, playful, sexy, sensual, sensitive, happy, healthy, horny, and blessed. Yes. Not that you've ever thought about that. <laughs> I love it, yeah. man. That is awesome. And uh, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's got to be the best answer I've gotten yet. Well, I wrote, a, I wrote a book called The Power of Your Identity. And the strongest force in the human spirit, according to Tony Robbins, is this desire to remain congruent with how you describe yourself. So as a, an author, a speaker, a trainer, coach, yada, 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 I teach people the importance of the labels that we give ourselves. And unfortunately, most people call them, you know, they were, it was suggested to them at one point in time. Like when I was younger, my brother called me pizza face. And for the rest of my teenage life, I looked in the mirror and I felt ugly and I stopped going to school. I pretended to be sick. And then I became not only ugly, but ugly and stupid. Not a combination I recommend. And my behavior followed my inner label. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. 100%. More than you can imagine because my own brother also called me pizza face because I had no way. No lie, dude. I can call him and we can have a conversation right now because I had serious acne as a young, as a teenager. And literally, yeah, absolutely. So, so I don't know how you handled it or if it still has any residence within you. But for me, until I was in my late 20s, I, I moved to Australia to be in the sun where my acne would dry up. I put on women's makeup. I, I felt bad. I had opportunities to model that I turned down because I felt like I was ugly. And in retrospect, Wally, I look back, it wasn't as bad as I thought. It was like your kind of average teenage kid with a couple of eruptions here and there. But it wasn't that bad. Yes, I did have boils on my back and on the back of my ears and the back of my neck that made me feel terrible. But those weren't so visual. They were just an inner feeling I had. But I learned later to change the label by, by grabbing what we call now the three M's. Is find a mentor. I chose Clint Eastwood. Mm -hmm. Model them. Take up their beliefs, their habits, their rules, their spirit, their conversation, their inner dialogue, what they do, etc. Until you master it and you take on that person's identity. It's kind of like a young kid that goes, you know, uh, I'm Michael Jordan coming down, he shoots. And, you know, he takes on the persona. He pretends, he steps into that person's body. So when you're given a negative label, I changed it from pizza face to ruggedly handsome, just like Clint Eastwood. And I said over and over and over again, I'm ruggedly handsome until my confidence went up and I was able to assume that and I felt that I could relate to it because it was real. Yes, I still have some remnants of acne on my face, but my inner label changed. It's an inside job transformation. Yeah, yeah, it absolutely is. I'm just, you know, I'm thinking back on that time. I was always a very, very confident young man. 
I knew I didn't do good in school at all. That wasn't, and that wasn't even an issue with me. (laughs) It wasn't important to me, quite frankly. But when it came to physical appearance, I was always very conscious of my physical appearance and how I dressed, combed my hair, all this kind of stuff. And um, I just had good-looking girlfriends, so that kind of validated my thought process, (laughs) anyway. So (laughs) I was like, "You're just jealous." (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You looked for references to reaffirm your label. So a good-looking girlfriend or you're confident or people laughed at you. But this is the process of building your identity. So people that are struggling financially, they have a money blueprint around how they see money, how they relate to it, what their ability is to create it, what their education is around it. So if people want to change something, I've learned that you've got to change the label. And often they're just suggestions from somebody else. You're shy. You're introverted. You're stupid. You're too small. You'll never amount to something. So you got to look at that and then upgrade it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and sometimes just those little things that really do stick in your head, guys. You just think about it, and it pops up in your head. When that pops up in your head, next time it does, and I'd like your feedback on this too, Rock, is, is write it down and then start you know, kind of working with that a little bit. What would you suggest in that regard? Well, you know, transformation for people that are over 25, unfortunately, doesn't happen easily unless there's major trauma, what I call a triple E, an extreme emotional experience. Right. If people are just going through their life and they're like, you know, I want to stop drinking coffee or I want to work out more, or I should call my mom more, that won't really change until they get a phone call that their mom now, you know, has some disease that she's only got two years left and all of a sudden they're like, oh my God, I'm going to call mom every day. So there's something intense emotionally. We're too numb to the, to the outcomes that we really truly want. We're not connected to them. So writing it down to me is an excellent step. Then you have to decide what are you going to do with that? How are you going to shift it? How are you going to create it into a new habit? One of the things I like to do is when I first get up is do 57 push-ups. So I'm 56 years old, so I wake up, get dropped down on the floor, and I do 57 push-ups, immediately creating the ability and belief that my body is still strong and capable. So write it down and then follow it with action because action transforms. Intellectual knowledge doesn't transform. Yeah, knowledge is only potential power. Correct. Right, absolutely. One of the things, one of the questions I like to ask all my guys, especially somebody who's just a high performer like you, as many of my conversations are, is, you know, we get the idea that we look at somebody like you, we look at you where you're at now today and think, man, nothing ever went wrong in this guy's life other than his brother calling him pizza face. And we, I just know from experience that's absolutely not correct. So what I'd like to do is have you uh, share a kick in the gut moment with us and really make us feel that. And then we'll get into what you learned from that and how you kind of remedied that or did it transform your life? I have many of them, but I'll choose this one is, you know, I grew up on a farm and I went from working hard to working smart with the three M's. I found a a mentor, I modeled him and I mastered it. I became very good at real estate, even though I was crappy in my early thirties. And then I bought the company I was working for through my mentor. He mentored me to run the company. I ended up having 270 agents selling a billion dollars a year. And I did exactly what he did is I sold it to one of my agents in my office for $4 million. A few years later, she defaulted on the mortgage and I ended up having to settle on $800,000. I lost approximately $1.8 million. That, my friend, was a serious kick in the gut. I was virtually traumatized. My inner dialogue was, was, how does this happen? I could go into the details of the way she feigned 
bankruptcy and and planned this for six months and and didn't pay the the rent and different things that forced me not to take it over because of the liabilities my lawyers told me about taking the shares back even I had control on that but the bottom line is I made a decision to move forward after that in in one of my books I talk about the ability to reframe things which is absolutely crucial and is what the champions do. When a, when a bad call goes against Federer, he's already preset himself that I can win a match even if the calls go against me because I'm so determined to exploit my gifts and be the best that I can. I'm not gonna let that get me down for a second. So when I took, I owned the building she was in. Um, I had a council of men from my tribe go abundance that I consulted with my in fact my lawyer while he wanted me to, to settle on $500,000 I ended up settling on 800,000 plus I took back all of the desks phones etc in the 6,000 square feet she was renting which was another $400,000 worth of equipment that I would have had to replace and I opened up a competing Keller Williams against her Remax and within three years I um, had a bigger operation than she did. So what did I do is I asked myself, what's great about this? And initially my brain went nothing. I was down in Florida golfing, having a good time, getting my $70,000 a month from, from you know, the, the, the payments from her, living retired life. And now I had to go back to work. But what, I, what, what happens when you ask that question is you will find what's great about this. You know, we've all had something, you know, one day you'll laugh about this. In the moment it doesn't, feel easy, but later you look back and you go, actually that was kind of ironic or funny, or I learned a lot from it, or it was fun, or I met this other person that was cool, et cetera. And what came out of that actually was, you know, this ability for me to build another franchise and a lot of wonderful people I've met through it, career opportunities I've created for people. My son works there uh, and is a very successful uh, real estate agent taking over my business. My daughter works as a receptionist, my ex-wife worked there. I created a lot of opportunity for a lot of people. So what I do when things go sideways, ask what's great about this, reframe, look for the silver lining and move forward. Yeah, because I mean, like you said, I love that. You said that um, you've, you're gonna, this is something you're gonna laugh about down the road or you know years from now. And I'm like, well, why not just go ahead and laugh about it now and regroup and figure out where you're gonna go rather than waste all that time. And that's basically what you're doing in my mind is, yeah, this sucks. But what are we learning from this? How can we move forward and just become a better business, better man, better community, so on and so forth. And uh, I just love that, that whole idea. Well, in fact, in my businesses now, we have uh, an actual document that we keep. When people make mistakes or when something goes sideways, we, uh, we have a document that we, we record what happened. And then we record the learning and then we record the new way to handle it based on discussing it as a group. So I had an employee that made a mistake with not paying taxes and it cost us $20,000 in penalties. And I called her into my office and she thought that she was going to get fired. And I said to her, I can't fire you now. I just invested $20,000 in your education. Mm hmm. And now we need to learn from this and you need to tell everybody in the company what you did so that nobody ever has a chance to repeat that again. And she looked at me like I had three heads and she thought I was crazy, but it was one of the best decisions I made. Mistakes are going to happen. Humans are going to make mistakes. The question is, do you learn from it or do you just feel guilty and feel bad about it 
and then make another bad decision on top of that. Yeah, and that's one of the biggest, I've had so many conversations with different people uh, in reference to employees, and, and I've dealt with this myself being in the military. They're like, well, this troop did this or this soldier did that, and we should punish them to the full extent. I'm like, when's the last time you made a mistake? You know, how did, how did you recover from that? You had good leaders. You had somebody who pulled them aside and said, okay, you screwed up. How, how are we going to learn from this? And like you said, you know, I, I would venture to say that you've probably put much more than even that $20,000 into that employee because of all the training it took to get them to the point to where they were. And you trusted them to handle an account like that. Yeah, I mean, of course, there's that. <clears throat> I would say it goes down to your emotional uh, IQ is how can you how can you handle yourself in that situation? Most people, our brains are wired to protect us. So 95% of the conversation people have with themselves is about avoiding pain. And if you have, if you have a brain that's wired to avoid pain and then you just lose $20,000, circuits go crazy and fuses get, get blown in your mind and you start to run amok with, what does this mean? How are we gonna recover? Uh, what could I have done with that money? This is never gonna work. We're in trouble, I won't be able to pay the mortgage. And people often can't function because they're in that state of, of, of complete out of control. So building that muscle and having the ability, it's like people say, well, you should be positive. Yeah, try being positive when you have a flat tire in the middle of a snowstorm. It's not easy to be positive when things go sideways at the wrong time. So what you need to do is you need, in my opinion, to have a strategy. And the strategy for me is to ask yourself a better direction, because, a question, because questions direct your focus. Mm -hmm. It's like yeah. if I say to you, I just saw a dog get hit by a car. And your mind goes, oh, oh my God. And they go, oh, you know what? It wasn't a dog. It was a, it was a stuffed toy. You're like, oh, mm. phew. It yeah. changed. See, I just hijacked your mind for a second and changed its emotional state right there. And that's what happens to us. Most of the time, we don't have a strategy, though, to bring us back into an empowered state. Right, absolutely. And where focus goes, energy flows. And you just got to results yeah. show. Exactly, 100%. So with GoBundance and anything else that you got going on, just amazing stuff, what are some good news stories coming out of that? Well, I'll tell you what is the biggest thing is that anytime that you're trying to build something in your, in your life, whether it be in your relationship or whether it be in your wealth, etc., you now have literally the power of the mastermind that was coined by um, Napoleon Hill and Think and Grow Rich, was used by you know Ford and all the greats is you can run it through a, a quorum. Ray Dalio, who is the greatest trader of all time, runs the largest hedge fund, and you have to have $100 million just to invest with him. He's that good. He says you gotta triangulate any major decision, which means that you find people of merit, people that have experience in that domain or that area, and then you ask them to, to, to give you feedback on your situation. So let's say you're 30 or 40 pounds overweight, you've been trying to lose weight for 10 years, doesn't work, if you just go to your local gym, they might give you another you know, thing to do, but it might be based on their own hidden agenda where they just want to sign you up for 24 classes and make some money off of you. If you were to find you know, three really successful people that have lost weight or that know about that or have helped many people do it, and you were to get the three of them in a conversation around what is the best strategy for you, you'll have a completely different result. Because now they either work together or they challenge each other in their conversation and strategy. And we've found that to go abundance, you can do that with all areas of your life. 
And that's a huge, huge advantage that most people never avail themselves of. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, and it's just a shame. Uh, it, it, you know, people, this is different, guys, than, and I'm not knocking it. I think going, you know, hanging out with the guys at church and stuff like that, but most people don't. Most people go to church, do the thing, go home, and never get a chance to actually you know, communicate and mentorship and, and talk with people. This is a completely different level of guys that are willing to get to know you, you get to know them, add mutual value, but oh, by the way, they're willing to get in your face and call you on your BS uh, when need be, or they're willing to be there for you and tell you, you know, you, you may be making the wrong decision or that's a great decision based on their experience. But in either case, it's just a wonderful environment to be a part of and it will propel your life. Uh, and there's so many different types of groups out there, but definitely check out GoBundance and you know see if that's for you. But if not, there's so many different other organizations and, and groups out there of men that are just doing amazing things. Yeah, you've got to decide what you value. So our values, we have five pillars. They're you know, authentic relationships, extreme contribution. We go into uh, prisons and we go into uh, inner city and we help uh, kids that don't have access to this kind of thinking um, get a get a little further down the line. We have bucket list adventures, so we do cool things around the world, you know, trips. And and we, I went kayaking in Norway. I never would have thought to do that. Well, I might have thought to do it, but I never would have done it. But it was on another guy's bucket list, and he goes, "Who wants to come?" So eleven of us went out there, and it was one of the most amazing experiences for me because some I was around somebody else that was thinking big and dreaming big. Mm-hmm. We have. Um, we have uh, what we call horizontal income. How do you make money while you're sleeping or lying on the beach so that you can get your time back and spend quality time with your family and or working on yourself, your own spiritual journey? And of course, we have um, extreme accountability. So if you say you're going to do something, you better do it or somebody's going to call you out, not because they want to be a dick, but because they, they care so much. If you and I set goals together, Wally, and I don't hold you accountable or support, encourage, and challenge you, then I'm not much of a friend. In fact, I say to people, your friends are comfortable with your present, your mentors are comfortable with your future, and it's better to have a few mentors in your life that say, hey, Wally, I see you as this, and now I'm gonna challenge you to step into it so that you're invigorated to do that, and you being a military guy, I think you know the power of being around other people that challenge you. A lot of guys out there, and I'm just just thinking about this, and you're saying that that they have that uncle or that brother or whoever in their life that says, "How's that thing working out for you?" You know, like kind of like a condescending type of voice, and yeah, I yeah. expected you not. And so that's why so many guys are afraid to put their goals and dreams out there to other people because they're afraid of that happening again. And that's a terrible feeling, especially when those of us who are moving forward and, you know, we, 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 we set a goal, even if we reach the goal, being in, on the way to that goal is good enough for us. I mean, that, because we're making progress and that's where happiness comes from. But a lot of people, they just don't have those dreams. So that when they see that you didn't reach that goal, you're a failure. And that's the way they see you, and that's the way they want to make you feel. So let's unpack that. So people want to belong, they want to matter, and they want to have a sense of making a difference, right? Mm -hmm. And if you're striving and you're moving ahead in your life and you're building an empire, you're you're growing, you're you're creating wealth, you're you're in a great relationship, etc., and you're leaving them behind, they have two choices. Step up, catch up to you, 
or pull you back. Unfortunately, most people are like, oh, you're not working again Friday night, Wally, are you? What are you doing Sunday morning? You're setting goals, really? Uh, New Year's resolutions, oh, come on, that'll never work out. You tried that already, come on. And the friends try to pull you back like two, two um, you know, clams in a, what do you call it, two, um, in a bucket. Like crabs, yeah. Crabs, thank you, mm-hmm. in a bucket, they pull each other back. Or if you're in our group, for instance, you're not allowed to do that. It's against our culture. Our culture is SEC, support, encourage, or challenge. That's the only conversation you have with somebody. You can't tear them down. Now you can challenge them and say, hey Wally, I see that you're looking to buy a 40 unit apartment building and um, you know, you, you've got that, that uh, property you're about to make an offer on. Why don't you show me the numbers on that? I'd like to, like to see what that looks like. See if it's really a good a deal as you say it is and see if I can triangulate that, see if I can support it. In fact, I wanna try and shoot some holes in that deal to see if it is actually, and you can defend it and justify it. Are you willing to do that? Would you like to do that? Would you like me to support you with that? Wouldn't that be cool, Wally? Yeah, absolutely. So that's the conversation we have. There's no room for bullying, there's no room for going, oh, that's a stupid idea, that's ridiculous, you'll never make that happen. You can only have a conversation of support encourage or challenge if you don't follow that protocol you're out of the tribe wow yeah absolutely point where we are going to pay it forward to our abundant leaders ready to do that yeah let's do it excellent so share one to three actionable steps that men of abundance can take today well i'd say number one is find a mentor uh, I can't emphasize that enough. Uh, find somebody who's who you admire and respect in an area of your life that you desire to move toward. So that's number one. Whatever it is, people say, "Well, where do you find them?" I I go to events. Uh, I hired Tony Robbins as a personal coach. Uh, I wanted to hang around him, and he says, "Well, if you want to hang around me, then you can join my mastermind group. It'll cost you a hundred grand." So I said, "Okay," and I came up with a hundred grand, and I got to spend personal one-on-one time with him. Now I'm a Tony Robbins trainer, have been for 17 years, I've done 73 of his events. One decision to, to make a choice to hang around one person impacted my life long term. So that's number one. Number two is to have routines and rituals that serve you, whatever that is for you. I like the morning and evening rituals. I tell people, tell me what you do before eight o'clock in the morning and after eight o'clock at night and I can predict your financial future for the rest of your life. And the reason that is, is that I found that successful people have the things that they do over and over and over again that cause them to win the day and to learn from the day. Most people, unfortunately, react to the day. They don't respond. They react to the day because they get up and they start to feed themselves with other people's ideas, their phone, the internet, the news, the radio, et cetera, and they react to the day. I get up and I have an hour to myself where I prepare to respond to the day. And at the end of the day, what I do is I recap the day by asking myself questions, journaling and reading something good. I go to bed around nine o'clock most evenings and for an hour, I recap the day. What did I do? Where was I successful? What did I love about the day? Where was I a rock star? What can I learn from it? How could I have done it better, et cetera? So I, I would say that's number two. And number three is I would say, Find a way, if you can't get in the proximity of your mentor, to feed your mind throughout the day. Whether it's having your phone go off every hour, two, three, four, 
and do three deep breaths and have a moment of gratitude, or whether it's listening to a podcast like this or other great podcasts that you do on a continual basis, feed your mind something that nourishes it for you to be epic, for you to be outside of your comfort zone. There's a book called The Rise of Superman where they talk about these people that do these extreme sports like base jumping and, and uh, you know um, skateboarding over the China Wall and things like that. And they do it because of the, you know, the what we call the adrenaline high, and they get anandamide and norepinephrine and different uh, dopamine kind of drugs or chemicals or whatever you want to call hormones in our body excreted that makes us feel what? Fully alive. Hmm. It's that addiction to that fully alive feeling. Well, you can create those for yourself by having a purposeful, intentional life, but you're going to have to get some help by whatever you know, gets you fired up. When I get up in the morning, sometimes I put on a really cool motivational uh, video from YouTube and it gets the juices flowing and it gets me fired up about my future. So if you're not doing that, chances are you're not fully alive. You're not fully alive. You're not going to take the action you want. You're not taking the action you want. You're going to feel shittier about your life because as you mentioned before, you know, happiness is, is akin to, pro- to progress. So for me, I would say those are the things. Rituals, mentors, feed your mind. Yeah. And listen, guys, this is something that I've just recently, I mean, I've known this stuff for quite some time, but just in the last week or two, some things have fabricated that are completely not part of my personal action. And let me explain. And you could argue that maybe it was a little bit, but since I attended UPW Unleash the Power Within uh, back in November, Almost every single morning, I've been doing what Tony Robbins refers to as priming. And that's part of what Rock is talking about here. And I do that. And then I watch a video, another video, usually a Tony Robbins video, but something, something else in reference to that. I'm studying my own things with, you know, how I can add more value to my clients and, and business and, and whatnot. And then I do some of the other stuff, the other rituals that, that uh, Rock is talking about. Well, over the last couple of weeks, so my podcast has been down for three weeks. It has not been on iTunes because there was an issue with iTunes. And I'm just rolling through it. I'm letting my tech guys work with, you know, with Apple and I'm working with them. And we literally just got it resolved yesterday. And nonetheless, there were still downloads. And I get contacted by somebody, uh, an organization, I'm not going to say who it is just yet, and said, your podcast has been selected as the top 100 um, outstanding podcasts. And I'm like, where the heck did that come from? And then I get contacted by somebody who I was in communication with about six months ago who said, hey, I just uh, talked to this guy. He's a he's a business broker and he needs somebody to help the businesses that he can't take on his clients to sell because their valuation sucks. And I referred him to you. We're working together. This stuff. And I'm like, what the this is above and beyond what I'm doing and taking action on myself. And I 100% attribute it to my priming, my getting my head straight, my writing my goals down, writing down the action steps for my goals and so on and so forth and adding value to other people. And I'm telling you guys, you know, it's one of those things. I'm a believer. I believe there's divine intervention, but believe what you want, you know, the universe, whatever the stuff comes into your mind and it comes into you and it comes into reality because of what you put in your mind. Thoughts on that rock? Yeah, I mean, 100% is, like I said before, we're, we're just programming. We're just a, a, a computer in our brain, and what you put in, you get out. If you grew up in China, you would eat more rice than you do now, more than likely, 
because you're exposed to it. If you're around people that speak a certain way, I mean, if you've ever watched um, a mother, daughter, or, or a father, son walk together, they'll often have the same cadence because monkey see, monkey do. Mm-hmm. So if that's the case, we learned how to speak from our parents. If you grew up in the South, you probably have a, uh, you know, a little drawl. And, and it's just people are, are funny as they think, you know, we tell kids don't uh, hang out with those people because they're a bad what? Influence. Yeah. Yet how often as adults do we consciously choose the people to hang out with because they're a good influence and the tv shows you watch and the music you listen to so tony says you should stand guard at the door of your mind and very carefully select what you allow to go in it and that's why when you asked me you know how would i describe myself gifted guided grateful powerful passionate playful sexy sensual sensitive and blessed and i have a whole litany of words that i could go on in fact i have three words for the entire alphabet you know, brave, bold, beautiful, curious, calm, creative, enthusiastic, excited, energized. So I have these because if you don't program yourself, life will program you. And it's mm-hmm. absolutely crucial if you want a new result. And you talk about priming and things you've been doing. What have you been doing? Programming yourself, creating a new vibration in your body and allowing the universe to go, hey, we have this idea that needs to be implemented. As it looks out over the world, it goes, oh, there's a bright spot vibrating over there. Wally, he's doing his work. He's doing the inner work. Let's send this idea. Let's send these resources to him to implement. Now, some people may not believe that, but I believe it. If you do your work, the universe will support you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, man. And as you said, you know, as we get a little bit older, it is a little bit harder to reprogram our brains because we are reprogramming our brains but it's not impossible and you can do it yeah and it's really just mathematics right if you have a hundred thousand files of hitting your snooze button because you've done it for 30 years and you decide that you're going to now be a morning person that gets up and has a cold shower for the next seven days and does your priming your body is like no hold on a second here that's not who we are because future behavior the brain looks to the past and goes, when the alarm goes off, how have we behaved in the past? Oh, for 100,000 times, we've hit the snooze button. So let's do it again. And the brain goes, no, we have this new plan. It goes, but there's this weight of all this experience we've done in the past. No, we want to do that again. We're pulled toward it. So if you want to change something, you have to radically induce new information. You have to have lots of energy to break the old pattern And you have to surround yourself in an environment that supports that, whether it be the people or your alarm clock is 20 feet away from your bed and makes the worst noise possible. So you have to get out of the bed to create momentum. There's ways to win. And that's exactly what we do in our mastermind group is constantly find what's holding you back today. What's the next little thing you need to do? And to get comfortable with being uncomfortable, expand your identity and then look back 12, 18 months later and see a completely different experience called an epic life. Yeah, I call it my best life. Absolutely, man. And we've already talked about quite a few of your rituals. Uh, If you have any more, you can throw them in there. But the next question that I have other than that is what are you reading or listening to now that you'd recommend to our abundant leaders and why? Ray Dalio's book, Principles, an absolute must. Best book I read in 2018. The guy is brilliant. It's a big book. It's 19 hours on Audible. However, he speaks slowly, so I listen to it at 1.75, so you can get through it quicker. 
depending on whether you're individual or business, the last third of the book is for running your business. The first third is for running your personal life. And I would highly recommend it because it's got some strategies in there that he's utilized to run the best hedge uh, fund on planet Earth. And it's very, very practical. So I'd say that and then I'll just add another one in there because I like to go the other side too more in a spiritual is um, in the vein of letting go. I think a lot of people hold on to the past. They feel guilty. They have regrets. They're pissed off at people. So a book called Letting Go by Dr. Hawkins is really good. And the Untethered Soul and the Surrender Experiment are both written by Michael, uh, Michael J. Singer. Fantastic books if you need to let go and trust the universe a little bit more. So those would be my recommendations. Great recommendations. I'll have all that linked up in the show notes, guys, so don't worry about writing everything down. What do you feel holds most people back from living a life of true abundance, Rock? I would say at the corner uh, or the, at the base for all of us is this feeling of a lack of self-worth. Um, we're generally not raised in a way where we're told that we're awesome. If you look at any great athlete, the coach has one job, and I've studied many of them, that their job as a coach is to reaffirm to the player. Let's say you're being coached as a tennis player or a basketball player. The coach, what they do is they constantly, great shot, LeBron, great shot. That was awesome, even though he misses it. Watch a basketball player after he does a free throw. What happens right after? He gets a high five or a low five. Everybody around him, we love you. You're cool. You got this. Next shot up delete the past. I've worked with Olympic athletes or volleyball players. They actually celebrate when they miss a shot because they go, next shot's going to be better. They don't give themselves a second to go into, I'm, I'm worthless. I let my team down. I'm nothing. I'm bad. They're constantly reaffirming, you're awesome. You're great. Good job. It's okay. Move on. Reset. Go. Go. Now. Now's the moment. Now's the moment. Now's the point. And I think people don't have a method to do that. They're not surrounded by great people. Obviously, you can't afford necessarily a coach that would coach somebody at Federer's level at a million dollars a year or whatever. But it's that lack of self-worth and lack of a system to remind yourself just to step through it. Make mistakes. Fail fast. Get over it. Move forward. Think big. Play big. All in that vein. I, I mean, I could go on for a long time, but it, it's around that. And essentially, I'd say the greatest thing I did for myself, other than hire Tony as a personal coach, is to be part of a group of people that provide me with that environment of support and courage and challenge so I can remind myself that I get to step up. Absolutely. Man, love it. So what does living a life of abundance mean to you? Well, I think it's a few things. One is winning the money game because whether you like it or not, we live in a materialistic world and you're lying if you say you don't love money. You're probably broke if you if you say that anyway. But money is choices to me. Money is energy. Money is bringing value to the world. So first of all, figure out how to win the money game. I'm very good at it. I have 36 streams of income and I help people do that. You have a money blueprint, a, a connection with money, and you got to spend some time learning how to master that. Once you've done that, you have time freedom, you can do all the things that you really value. So health is a big one for me. I spend about four hours a day exercising, moving my body. 
I think that a life where you get to be as healthy as you can, you may, you may, I, I've got some friends that I got a buddy of mine who's in our tribe that's born with no legs and, and only one arm and one finger on his hand. He snowboards, he water surfs, he does all kinds of cool stuff. He'll be at our event next week skiing and snowboarding. Um, so it's not just your physical capability because some people are born that way. Um, it's about the choice to do what you can with what you've been given. And the last thing I'd say, and maybe the most important thing, is your ability to have quality, authentic relationships. Most people are so busy trying to look good and be right that they miss their life. Mm. It's more about being authentic, vulnerable, and real, and discussing the things that are on your mind and letting other people support, encourage, and challenge you to be the best version of yourself. So those are some of the things that, to me, I subscribe to to have an epic life. Absolutely love it, man. Well, we are definitely going to have rockthomas.com linked up in the show notes. But before I let you go, what did we not talk about that you want to ensure our abundant leaders get out of our conversation today, Rock? Well, you know, I was I would say two things. I was interviewing Robert Herjavec from Shark Tank at one of our events about 18 months ago. And I, of course, asked them what are the big things they learn. And one of the things he said is that he wishes he thought bigger. So I thought if somebody like him who's worth about $250 million, he's on Shark Tank, very successful show, very charismatic man, very successful in his own personal securities business, if he thinks he's not thinking big enough, there's a chance some of us aren't thinking big enough. So I'd say to everybody, think bigger. 10x is a fancy phrase going around these days. Think way bigger. You think you can't write a book? Start writing a chapter. I'm dyslexic. I'm not a very good speller. And I've written three books. So think bigger. On the other side of that coin, I would say you don't get to do your passion until you pay your bills. So many people are in debt from student loans or from bad decisions, and they're relying on other people. You talked about it in the show about you don't have to pay your debt, don't have to take responsibility. Robert Herjavec said that you don't get to do your passion until you, until you pay your bills. If you're sitting in your parents' basement and you're living off of them and you're not putting food on the table and roof over your head, I think you're doing yourself a disservice. Self-esteem comes from doing things that are difficult. At least have the self-dignity to pay for your own food and a roof over your head if you're at all possible. Maybe you're going through a super rough patch, you're going through a divorce and you need help from your parents. That's cool. Just don't live there the whole time. Think super big, but be humble. Take care of yourself so you're not a burden on the people around you. Wonderful. Absolutely love that, man. Thanks for sharing that. And thanks for that message. Thanks for the amazing conversation really dig it and just go out, live your life of abundance. Keep paying it forward because you're making a huge difference. And I look forward to uh, hanging out with you much more in the future. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Appreciate it, Wally. All right, guys. So your action steps today is to one, be abundant in your actions today, pay it forward, share this conversation and others with men of abundance. Make sure you leave a rating and review in iTunes and subscribe so that you get notified for each and every episode. You don't want to miss a single one of them. You're going to get something out of every one of these conversations. I know I do. And make sure that you find a mastermind to get into. Hang around other high achievers like those you find at GoBundance and get connected with Rock Thomas. You can even get connected with us on our closed Facebook group for men only at menofabundance.com and just go to the members tab. Request access to our Facebook group there. At the very least, 
connect with men in your community, in your vocation, or in whatever groups that you want to get into that are healthy and productive for family life. If you can't find a mastermind, start one of your own. Now, go out and live your life of abundance and make sure to pay it forward. That's all for today, Abundance Leaders. For more about our guests and the powerful information we shared with you today, be sure to sign up for our mailing list at menofabundance.com. We appreciate your time and look forward to hanging out with you on our next episode. So until then, be sure to pay it forward and live your life of abundance. 